Hola. You've made it. Why are you laughing at my Spanish? I thought I nailed it. I think, well, it was only one word. Can we? If, if you'd given me a sentence, that was one word. I thought I did pretty well. Hola. We don't need to tell the listeners how many times I've practiced that before we... <laughs> Before she I did it into a microphone. quite a few times. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we're in Madrid. In Madrid. It's my first time at the, the Magic Box, the Caja Magica. Yeah, it's my first time as well. Is it your first time? Yeah, I've never been here before. It's very much a box. It's it's not impressive physically. It's this weird contrast of... Because I've just arrived. You've been... How long have you been here? Uh, about a day longer than you. 24 hours more than but you. But we're staying... So from where the Magic Box is, you go north... Yes. And I go back into the centre. Yes. So we're, we're completely... But from being in the centre of Madrid, and it's beautiful, and the parks and the architecture, and then you come out to the Caja Magica, and you're walking from the metro station. Where is it? Where is it? Oh, I found it. <laughs> it's it's iron metal box. Yes, it is. It, it's a metal box. It's a metal box. That's what it is. That's what yes. it looks like. And inside, there are three courts. You've got the main show court, and you have Stadium 2. Stadium 3, I've been perched on Stadium 3 for duration of yesterday and all of today as well uh so getting to know that court very well i haven't even looked at the other courts yet we've been so busy there is so much going on the, the amount of tennis going on is just extraordinary because it is 18 teams five groups of three is that right yes five groups of three <laughs> group winners go through and then the two best placed second teams from the groups yes is that right Exactly. So the two with the best winning ratio that don't top the group, they also go through to the quarterfinals. Yeah. So it will be eight teams in total. Six winners, the two best losers, essentially, from the group. But also got to remember that the two worst... Why are you, looking, why are you confused? What's with the math? How many groups? Six. See, I said five. Ah, no. Six winners. No, I said five groups of three. Oh. You said yes. Do you actually, have, do you ever listen to me? No. <laughs> so, again, an no. apology for everything we've talked about <laughs> in these podcasts, some of which might not. That's why I was sitting doing my calculations on my fingers. Well, I reckon I listened to two out of three words you say, and that just must have fallen on the third one. So, sorry about that. Six groups of three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's six groups of three. All the winners of the groups will go through. So that's six teams. We've got two more spots. So for the two best losers, they get to go through as well. But the thing that you've got to remember, every game, every set, everything counts. Maybe not every point. We don't go quite down to point ratio, but you do do win ratio, then set ratio, then game ratio, but we don't go as far as getting to points. But the two with the lowest across the whole week, so the two worst performers from any group that get relegated. I think we forget about that because you focus so much on the winning. And isn't it the semi-finals go straight through to next year's yes. Davis Cup finals? But you forget there's also relegation involved. Yes. And, and this for a team is great to be a part of. Everything is laid on for the players. Everything is being done for the players. You want to be a, you want to be one of these teams. You want to be one of the 18 teams. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I, I quite like that. The fact that there are two that can, can drop all the way down. So you, you, a lot of the teams here have had to qualify. They didn't get direct acceptance. Uh, and as you said, the semi-finalists will get direct acceptance. If you have a certain ranking, you get direct acceptance as well, I think. And then you have um, teams will come through qualifying. But if you get relegated, you're going to have a tough 2020 to try and get back here. But I think it's good to because that makes it more likely that we get different teams. Because otherwise you might get the same two teams kind of fall at the bottom of this group that's here in Madrid. Then they go down, but then they qualify again. And you just kind of bounce around. But this time by actually relegating them out of the whatever they're in, 
<laughs> I don't want to say the word for it because I'm not 100% sure that's right. Well, they get relegated anyway. Then, uh, you know, it opens up the door for other teams to break through. And we're doing very different things here. Oh, we are. Um, you're, I don't want to say you're going to be busier than me. It sounds like I'm not doing anything. But you, you, <laughs> you have an eye on, say, 18 teams. Yes. I have a very strong eye on one and then the eye on the other teams in their group. Yes, so I mean, I get given a tie a day and there's a team of three of us. Well, we're both commentating, so we're kind of similar in terms of what we're doing. What we're doing here is, is similar, but that would make sense. Yeah, <laughs> funny that. But yeah, you, you are having very much a British bias and I cannot be biased in any way. Oh, that's, I didn't even think about that because I'm here with BBC Radio 5 Live. So that's why I've only just come out today because I came in, arrived, coat still on and it was oh so you're gonna be interviewing Kyle Edmund, Dan Evans, Neil Skupski uh, now I'm like okay off we go so into their press conference with and I thought it was very interesting at the start of the press conference and everyone the whole team is there so the five players and Leon Smith the captain and it was so questions for the team and please spread the questions around <laughs> first person who would you like to speak to Andy <laughs> and I thought oh, I just got a familiar feel to it and eventually they said well and, and Neil Skupski who debutant doubles player was the only one who hadn't spoken and then it was kind of like can someone put a question to Neil yeah, he's the so surely just you know what's it feel like first time he's a rookie right well you know and the interesting thing I spoke to him afterwards and because he's the debutante and this happens across sports he had to stand up and do a speech now he knew he was told there would be a rookie speech he was told he didn't know it's going to be last night so monday so they're in a restaurant he's nice and relaxed wasn't thinking about it so there's a tap on a glass from leon smith and it was neil up you get and he said it was awful he said it was terrible awful the next i think later on the morning they were at the bernabeu and he had to do another speech and he said why am I doing another speech? So you've got to do another speech. And he's had to do a song. So I'm not sure if someone's just having a laugh with him. Because in lots of sports, like football, there's a, you might have to do a song just before the first, I think, Chelsea first home match. They'll stand up and everyone sitting there normally throws things at you. Ooh. But he did two, two speeches and a song. Wow. Okay. Feels, so he's well initiated. But it, it feels excessive. Got to play a match now, hasn't he? <laughs> then, then he's fully in. But you know what it made... It, on, a, on a serious note, do you know what it made me think of? When we've spoken in the past and... You didn't essentially like the team experience because everyone is so different. But it made me understand really how... Oh, by the way, we're in the media restaurant. So if you hear announcements for press conferences or plates, they were plates or trays, that's all knives and forks. Last week we had the knives and forks, didn't we? Yeah, but we're, we're back in the restaurant. We're in a different media restaurant now. Different so. media restaurant. But most people... Cutlery is a theme. We've actually got Jamie Delgado behind us. Yeah. Looks like he's doing. Is that an incident on off the record chat? It seems like a very loose sort of interview. Loose sort of might be off the record. But no, it, it may honestly made me think when you talked about it could be quite uncomfortable in that situation. Is I can see why because if you're not fully comfortable in that situation or that's not your personality or whatever reason it is, suddenly it's my worst nightmare. If you ask me in a group of people to stand up and and sing a song or do a speech, I would I would hate that. Love working as a team, but things like that I don't think I'd be very comfortable with. But your job is to speak in front of people, sometimes to millions, actually often to millions, to be honest. Well, it's, it's, yeah, but, but I think there's, two, there's, there's your work, there's your work you and there's you you. Right. So in the sense of Neil Skupski in that dressing room, he's, he's you you. I mean, I know he's right, at work, so but like, it's, it's if they okay. said Neil Skupski, there's a talk that the ITF are doing on very good doubles players and you're going to do a speech. 
you prep for it, you work it out, and you do it, and you're comfortable. But if it's just suddenly there's 10 of us at this table, and it's my first time at the Davis Cup finals, old or new format, and they said stand up and sing or do a speech, I'd be terrified because I think there's, do you not, I don't, maybe you're the, yeah. maybe you're level across the board, but for me, I'm away from this, I'm very, pro I think weirdly, I'm probably shyer or more private than you are, but then in my job, it's okay. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I was just thinking that actually, you know, you ask Neil to play tennis in front of millions of people and do he it. can do that, yeah. no problem. So I suppose it's about what you know and then presenting that in front of other people. But Because it's, it's, a, different, it's a different skill. It's, it's your job, yes. it's your, which you love doing, but it might be different to your... Because I'm quite a private person, mm -hmm. I think, away from, away from what I do. Yeah. But there are some people who there'll be very gregarious doing uh, commentating or presenting and then then they'll be at the karaoke bar or they'll be standing on a table or they'll be the center of attention and and I think that's so it just kind of made me think the conversation we had and there's a podcast we did on it and you were talking about not enjoying your fed cup time and a, a bit of that you said was down to age because you're quite young and it ca when you're forced into a team situation I can understand how that might be a little difficult if that's not maybe natural your personality does that make sense yeah well i think the difference is that nowadays the captains spend a lot more time through the year visiting their fed cup or davis cup players and you start building on that teamwork i think quite consistently leon's done a fantastic t job when it comes to the, the british davis cup team because you have to piece together the individuals and, and that was what i was talking about before and when i did it, it was very much just turn up and play was it just the best players who are around together rather than yeah well, actually this might be a better fit because this person's done this or that I mean yeah, uh, yeah. the Great Britain's team Cameron Norrie is the higher ranked player than Kyle Edmund it was Kyle who got the nod and as Leon Smith said when I spoke to him at the Tour Finals last week there's a number of factors that go into making that decision it's not as straightforward as well you're 30 so you get picked and you're 50 and you miss out well, exactly, because Cam was ranked higher than Kyle and uh, you know, has not made the trip. So, you know, disappointing for him. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, for us, it was very much we were picked. I don't think I was even told who else was in the team. I mean, I, I assumed, oh. but I was just asked, and just did you phoned. have bonding time before you actually went to the tournament? No, no, we had some on-site. We, we went bowling, I remember that, on the first evening okay. in the hotel. The basement of the hotel had a bowling alley. But so were you we in teams that. for bowling or was it individual bowling? Oh, no, we did. We were in, t we were in teams, <laughs> I think. But, yeah, it was it was kind of just throw everybody together and, and, and play. And that was just because that was how it was done a little bit more back then. I mean, we're talking 15 years ago now, so it's quite a while. But, I, I mean, you know, I've been commentating actually on... Netherlands and Señor, Kazakhstan. Now, not sure what that the, is. No, at the end of the week, I want that kind of accent. None Ooh, of your from me. None of your hola. I want that. Gracias. I want that kind of Spanish coming through at the end of the week. Because you told me, and you've told our listeners that you pick up accents. <laughs> I tell you what. Yesterday though, I was I was on on air and we were doing um, uh, Santiago. I can't do it. I tried so hard. I just can't do it. Geraldo. Wow, you sounded completely different. Yeah. You sound like a different person. Yeah, I don't think that's a very good effort, but uh, I, I did You had to think about it too I much. said his name an awful lot in the match, and I, I think once I nailed it, the rest was just... What else do you The rest, it? well, was basically how I just said it in terms of it was just a bit of a disaster. It came out. It, uh, yeah. In Santiago. Geraldo. 
I can't really do it. You're just thinking about it too much. <laughs> I am. I'm overthinking like it. I know. Like even look at you. You pause for a second <laughs> and your mouth takes up this position. <laughs> and, then, and then, like, I watched it then because I knew so. And, like, your teeth do this weird thing and then it comes <laughs> out. <laughs> but because when you're on the world feed particularly, you need to really pay attention to what the names are and how they're supposed to be said. You know, you, it's a little, I think you can get away with it a little bit more if you're, you know, on Five Live, you are to a British audience. So, you want to be reasonably accurate but it's okay if it's a little bit off but you know we have to bear in mind that you know a, a, a lot of Russians are oh. so yeah. that's the marker for okay. you that's your Tres. you know <laughs> you know one word can I get one word right you know one word I don't think I'm ever going to say the same again after last week and sometimes you sound a bit stupid when you say something in what in maybe the accent what? is meant to be in people are like who are you trying to be? You better You're end English. this well, by the way. You've gone down a path here. <laughs> no, no. You, I, I can't believe you don't know the path I'm going down. But there's one word. And even when I say it, I feel like I'm being a bit silly because I wouldn't say I've it. I've got like no that. idea what you're talking about. Do you about? not know what No, saying? genuinely. Okay, there's a team playing in this competition. Right. Oh. <laughs> that I'm commentating on this yes, afternoon. You yes, you are. Colombia. And I love it. It's so good. <laughs> and, and I've always said Colombia because... That's how we would say it. it but they say Colombia. Colombia. So I need to try and say, when I'm commentating on the world feed, which is going out to the world, Colombia. so people in Colombia will... <laughs> will pausing. Will want I want you to pause. No, I, I wanted to emphasise it then because I knew I was going to nail it. <laughs> That's not hard. But you don't understand. The amount of conversations that we have as commentators about um, names but and how to pronounce but them. But the key thing is, right, you say this, you're on the same page. Yes, so the two of you on the match. Colombia, yeah. then make sure whoever's next to you says Colombia. But if he's going to go <laughs> Colombia, you've got to go Colombia. Because yeah. otherwise you come out with all... What's the name of that Dutch fella? Which Dutch fella? Oh, the one who played it today. It begins with a B. Well, his surname is Van der Sanschlup. And no, it's, it's not. It's Van der S- Is he Van saying the same thing? Yeah, I'm not sure. I think he's just saying something starting. <laughs> or something. Yeah, I feel like it's, it's the same I don't message. think it's meant for us. No, uh, Van der Zanschulp. But his first name is... Botic. Botic, yeah. Botic. Van der Zanschulp. Van der, Shan- Van der Zanschulp. Yeah, so Did good luck with that on radio. Do you have to say it with, <laughs> a, with a... I know, because the thing about Davis Cup... Oh, no, you can. Cause it's not, apart from when you're in the doubles, you can just say the Dutch player. It's fine. Well, I feel like you should use his name a bit. Oh, every now and then, I don't have to do it all the time. But TV, it's easier because they can see him. So you don't have to say his name at all. Right. Yes, okay. Yeah, oh, no, no, it's easy. We don't have to say it too much at all. I mean, I, I do try and give them the name because otherwise you, it's easy to say Harsa, isn't it? So yes. you just say his name all the time and then you say, oh, and the, the Dutch and number Bublik. The Dutch number two. Bublik's <laughs> all right. So van der Sanschulp, yes, he uh, he was playing, so that was good. But, you, you know, you do want to care, you do want to try, but so the trouble is is that sometimes players change their names. Now, we were actually having a conversation about this yesterday in terms of their pronunciation of oh, their right, names. Okay. Right, so we had the whole Shapovalov things that it became Shapovalov after about a few months and people checked with him and he said, Shapovalov, who's that? Shapovalov. <laughs> We'd all been saying Shapovalov for a while and we thought, okay, right, you've got to try and ingrain that in the brain. And uh, then we had uh, Lucy Safarova decided she pre- preferred the Czech pronunciation, so she wanted to be Shavashova. Shavashva. Shavashva with some shoes in it. And there's Grigor Dimitrov, but some people say Dimitrov. Well, I don't know which one's which there. I don't know which one's right. But again, I just copy whoever's next to me. Because <laughs> as long as you're on the same page, it's okay. Yeah. But to tell you what, I, w- I was having this conversation yesterday with some of the team here, and I was saying the absolute worst one, without doubt, was 
<laughs> just the most bizarre situation in terms of getting names right and wrong. Right. Wozniacki was playing, it was the beginning of the 2018 season, right. Sydney or something, I don't know, right at the beginning. So she's playing on-court coaching from Dad, comes on. And what, what's Dad's name? Piotr. Piotr, okay, excellent. So he, he walks on, <laughs> as he does, as a nice chat, and the graphic comes up, and it says Victor Wozniacki. <laughs> so <laughs> we just kind of think, <laughs> we start kind of saying oh I think the graphics department have got that a little bit wrong this is not Victor this Victor. is Piotr uh, so we kind of go with that and then afterwards we, we contacted the WTA and uh, we just double, we just wanted to let them know that somebody's made a bit of a blunder because he kept coming on the match three times and we said yeah still not Victor definitely Piotr and we were hoping they were listening and they would be able to change it kind of as we're going along didn't change and then after the match we double checked and they said oh yeah yeah no he's changed his name to Victor for the 2018 season what? <laughs> <laughs> what are you that talking happened. about? That happened. What are you talking about? Yeah, he wanted to become Victor for a while. So he was at, on the graphic. I don't know if it lasted the whole 2018 season or not. But for quite a few events, he was down as Victor Wozniacki. And we were in, but then what do you do? Because if I say, well, there's Victor, everyone at home is going to go, she doesn't know anything. She doesn't know anything about tennis. But that is not so Victor. It's just Piotr. That's Wozniacki's dad. So it was we just well, yeah, but then you also kind of feel like you should correct the graphic anyway but it's very why confusing why did he want to be called victor that's uh, the biggest point here is why did piotr want to be a victor it was something to do with uh, i think it was kind of tragic circumstances with a family friend or a family member that had died and he wanted to honor him by changing his name so you can totally understand right. yeah, yeah. uh you know, I could totally understand what he was doing but we, <laughs> we we were caught totally off guard by it i mean the guy's been on the tour for 15 years <laughs> and we're like pretty sure his name is uh, is not Victor and you know what I'm like with second guessing myself I'll say something like dead certain like I know it and then if my commentator which you do to me all the time gives me a bit of a funny look I suddenly panic and I just think oh my god and I did this with uh, with Sitsipas with his um with his dad and I just said oh yeah there's Apostolos and, and for What's some he reason who, to? no no he hasn't changed but for some reason my commentator kind of gave me a bit of a funny look and I just thought Oh my! I've just I've just made up some random name. That's not his name. Well, what am I doing? But I was right. It's fine. Nick McCarvel interviewed um, Stefano Sitsipas's mum Yulia when he won, and she was lovely. But at the beginning of the interview, she wanted this was all going out live. She wanted him to use her maiden name because she's a former WTA player, top two hundred. Yes. Nick didn't know her maiden name. So did so, she just say so, use my maiden name? So yeah, so she oh, no. <laughs> she, no, she said she said use my maiden name. Her name is Yulia, so because she's Russian, something something something. And so Nick was like, I'm not sure. Okay, great. So I'm joined by Stefano Sitzpesser's mum, <laughs> and then the name as well because I think she was saying, you know, she did play to a very because Apostolos has, has never played. I mean, he studied sport and is an amazing coach, but the mum yes. had played. So I think she was kind of saying, hey, but. Yeah, she wanted to use, and I. Th but I think the best tennis name, tennis thing is, is Lina's husband, because a lot of tennis players from China, from Asia, have a, have a Western name. Not all, but some. Yeah. And um, and Lina's husband's called Dennis. <laughs> and um, and Lina's has she always does really funny stories about Dennis and with Dennis. And and someone said one day, why Dennis? You know, why did you choose that? And. And Lena was like, well, because just because it rhymed with tennis. <laughs> <laughs> Big news, Brian Bucks, retiring. I know, 
weird. It's quite sad. But did you know the bigger news, I think, to come out of that? And there Ooh. is um, the official... Um, Who cares about their retirement <laughs> and their careers? <laughs> no, this, yeah, as, as, a, as, a, as a mother of twins, this was my most... They did um, a podcast, for the Tennis.com official podcast, after the news. And the biggest news is they recently found out that the wrong one's older or younger. So Mike was always two minutes older than Bob. They found Mike's birth certificate recently and it said twin two. Which means he's the Which, second one out. Yes, but he's always been the oldest. Oh, but you know, I bet they just mixed him up a few times Which as they means, went around. Yes, but then the question from Bob is, am I Mike? <gasps> <laughs> that is a question. Because, and even the parents didn't know. No, no one knew. It was just they came across this birth certificate. They assumed Mike had come out first. And the birth certificate says that that Mike is Bob. Well, we talk about Piotr changing his name to Victor. Maybe, what if they swap their names? What Mike? if Bob becomes Mike and Mike becomes Bob? Well, then you're you, changing whole families. Oh. So that would get a little... <laughs> Change <laughs> wives. <laughs> Can you imagine? Listen to this conversation. <laughs> and I'm thinking... That, so then I started thinking back to the birth of the twins. Thinking... Well, how do you know? Have I got this right? How do you know well, that you they're start, the right way round? Because there's three minutes between my boys. Yeah, but, but, yeah, um, but well, did you have an eye on them the whole time? It seems like you might have been no, busy I, with the I second was, one when the first one was... I was in was a whole different place Exactly. So how do you... They could have handed well, you anyone. You start You start doubting it. You start quitting. Yes. I don't know if there's any parents of twins out listening, but I, I, you start thinking, well, hang on a second. If it can happen to Bob and Mike, I mean, they've grown well, up. You, I you, always always have, you always have the challenge as well because your boys are very different heights and it's the younger one who is taller. Right? Older one is Oh, yes, sorry. The young one, one is tall. Exactly. Well, what See, if... What, I'm already confused. And, every, and everybody gets confused by that because you, cause you say, you say well, the younger one's older. A year older. Exactly. Let yeah. alone three minutes younger. So, but he just... Maybe you're wrong. Was, Maybe he is older. And so I know, look, Brian's retiring is huge. But for me, then I heard this little piece of news and I think I called home and I said, have we got them the right way around? To which my other half said, where on earth is this coming from? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to... I'm just going to double check the birth certificates, but yes, because yeah. they write even through the pregnancy, it's just twin A, twin B. That's how they're that's how they're known, and they write times. But I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to double check. I haven't really been home long enough since I heard that. But so Mike could be Bob, Bob could be Mike. Wow, hold tight. Have they won? Pretty much, ev- they've won everything. Haven't everything. They? There's actually nothing that they haven't won. Everything. Wow. Yeah, they were pretty good. Because their dad <laughs> says they've actually got storage warehouses full of crystal trophies yeah it's just quite extraordinary and they've said they're finishing after the US Open right they're going to go out on a hike but what if they win the US Open then you go out in the perfect way possible look back in the park Marion Bartley wins Wimbledon Flavio Panetta wins the US Open I'm sure they've they've had enough especially they've thought about it and they're going to have a bit of a farewell season aren't they so there'll be lots of things that they are choosing the tournaments they want to go back to that have been special for them because Mike unless he's Bob, but we think he's Mike, is going to become a dad for the yeah. first time. His fiance is, is pregnant. And Bob, who could be Mike, has three children. And so it, yeah, it, it's a farewell tour. They've, they've let it be known that this is what's happening and what's going on. So, but the one thing I needed to ask you about, we're getting some funny looks from that man. Is that okay? I think he's just sorting out the, uh, the live stream of the matches, which would be very helpful to have in the background. Because you have to go... Because I've I got an hour, right? I've got an hour. An hour yes. before the ne- the evening matches Cause start. Because I'm I'm preparing tonight for tomorrow morning, but yes. you're underway again this week. But in speaking of Great Britain, I wouldn't have got this in a million years. I don't know whether it's because I've got boys and I've never come across this film. It's a f- 
I've never come across it at all. But Reem Abalel, good friend of ours, been on the pod before, working here for the ITF, comes to see us in the media restaurant. She says, I can't believe it, Team GB. And I thought, what's happened? Like, this could affect us if I'm here. So they, what, what were they getting? She said that she's just done their press conference and done interviews. See, and I was in this press conference and I you didn't You didn't pay attention? Well, no, because I've never seen the... I feel like it's your job to pay attention. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bit harsh. No, but Reem was on it, wasn't she? I mean, she's, she's super sharp as it goes. But she was saying that they were playing a game, which always happens with team competitions, doesn't it? Especially when you're not used to being in a team. And the game was to get in as many Frozen lyrics Have as possible. Have you seen Frozen? Yeah, absolutely. What do you mean you've seen? You have, why? It's a great film. Spence named after the reindeer. I don't want to do that of thing. You haven't got children. Why have you seen Frozen? But you haven't got children. Why have you seen Frozen? I saw it on a flight. Okay. See, I've got boys. No, I don't want people saying boys can watch Frozen. Of course they can. And lots but, of boys But they're Frozen. still in the... In the but they're in not the, interested in it. In the Cars yeah. type They're dinosaur not interested things. in it. No, I, I, wouldn't, seen Frozen. I wouldn't have kind of gone to the cinema or bought it to watch at home, but I was on a plane and I wanted to see what all the hype was about. Is it good? I thought it was very good. Is that what... So that came from Sven. I always thought it... Well, it didn't really. Oh. It didn't really. But th- there are always two responses when I say, oh, my dog's name's Sven. It's either, oh, after the reindeer in Frozen... Or it's after Sven Goran Eriksson. That's, so what happens that's where is, I would go. So what happens is, is that when, uh, when uh, my colleagues and people within the world of sports say, "Oh, after Sven Goran Eriksson," I say, "No, after the reindeer in Frozen." Isn't and then, when, but then when the six-year-old girls say, "Oh, like the reindeer in Frozen," I say, "No, after Sven Goran Eriksson." Isn't it Sven Goran Eriksson? Oh well, <laughs> look, I'm gonna believe whatever you say. <laughs> the Sven bit I've got down. What was Sven. the what was the what was the Edmund quote? The Something about fear. Yeah, I, we I don't, don't fear know. our enemy. Or yeah, we that's no it. There we go. We have no fear of something like that. Because Andy Murray, it got, just seemed a bit out. Of, Reem was early. just saying it seemed a bit out of place for Edmund because he was kind of answering something in quite a straightforward and obvious way, and then he just kind of came out with that. You know, we, you know, fear has no place. For fear him. is our enemy. Oh, is not our enemy. Fear, fear is, is not our friend. Enemy. Something like that. And I think Reem was like, "Whoa, okay, wow." But the funny thing is, she said that the really funny thing is that the, there's a lot of British press here. And there's the kind of men, kind of middle-aged, kind of is that am I right in giving that general description? Sure. Um, largely male, but she said the funny thing was walking through the British area of the press room centre. Yeah. And all these grown men googling frozen lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, she said, each computer they were all googling like pictures of Frozen or trying to get the lyrics because she tweeted it out. She said, I, she said, I've cracked it. I've got it. Do, have you ever done anything like that? Even if you're on your own in an interview and someone has told you to get a word in or a song in or a... Uh, yeah, no, I've done it in commentary. <laughs> yeah, we played a game once. Uh, it was when I was yeah working at BT Sport, uh, which I'm safe to say now because they don't have the tennis anymore, so I can't get bumped off anything <laughs> for admitting that we were playing <laughs> games with each other. But we did uh, Beatles lyrics. Oh. oh no no not sorry Beatles song titles right. song titles and we've done it before as well on HP Tennis Radio sure a couple of a couple of O2s ago didn't we do that but we did yeah Beatles song lyrics and my favourite one was because uh, really when you react to an amazing shot you can say anything it won't matter. So what? What we did this now? I can't take credit for it. So there was this amazing forehand down the line, and it was just, "Hey Jude, that's a good shot." <laughs> I just thought you can literally say anything, can't you? And it just, it just fits. Um, so that was that was quite entertaining. 
Can I just say, Team GB are in a group with Kazakhstan yes. and Netherlands. Yes. And I've been working on the Kazakhstan v Netherlands match today. It's currently one all, they're in the doubles, but I did the first two singles, so I'm having the doubles off to, to chat to you. But um, oh, the Kazakh fans, incredible. Absolutely amazing. Some of my favourite fans. We had them at the Copper Box because for some reason 2019 is the year of GB playing Kazakhstan. <laughs> but we had them at the Copper Box in London. The same people are here. They've come to Madrid. We've got the drums. We've got trombones. We've got trumpets. You're going to be commentating on the GB Kazakhstan match. They are amazing. We've got people in traditional dress. They are so loud. They drowned out the Dutch fans by so far. I think they're amazing. And my favourite thing, just as we had against Joe Conta at the Copper Box, was every time uh, Harsa messed up a shot, you had that sarcastic lament on the trombone and it just kind of went, <laughs> it was brilliant. So uh, you've got, got to give them credit. I tell you what, the British fans are going to have to bring it to, against them. It makes all the difference, doesn't it? When you have that atmosphere, whether a federation has flown a group of people in, whether they've made their way over here. And you know the Brits are going to be supported really, really well because they are wherever they go. But it just look, I'm interested to see because there's been talk about the competition. Is it going to work? How is it going to work are matches going to sell out are they not going to sell out I'm just really interested to see how this format does work they've got a large number of the big players in here some of them aren't here can't be here whatever they're oh the tube stations all the metro stations are teams yeah no that's cool so by our hotel well, where's where's GB have you found them no oh. so I thought they'd be quite high up because at our hotel which is in the center of Madrid is Spain Right. Then next to Spain is Russia. Unfortunately, Daniel Medvedev is... Andre Rublev doesn't get a look in because it's still the Medvedev one. And then we were trying to work out who would be here at the Caja Magica. We thought we were trying to work out which team would be. Because we thought, well, wouldn't you put Spain here? Because it's in Madrid. And mm. But then we thought, oh, maybe not. And we were trying to work out. And it France? was Germany just before. No, I didn't see France on the way in. Okay. It was USA. Oh, wow. Okay. Which makes sense, because they want it more than anyone else. Yeah, so maybe. Actually, when I thought about it like that, maybe they thought we can't have Spain, because that'd be too biased, thinking, oh, well, we're in Spain. I just thought they'd go with the number one ranked country. but I think they've gone with the most titles one. Well, fair enough. So, But I didn't see Team GB in there. Or maybe maybe I, they were before you. No, Got to go backwards. Maybe, because I saw Chile and I saw Germany. So I'm not sure about the method and the rest of them, but the one here where you come to, I mean, maybe someone's listening to this and they're going to come out. Um, it's, you know, it's... What five minute walk from the metro station it's not far you can get into the centre and I, I think it's quite a nice touch though that they've renamed all the metro stations with all the teams and so if you coming here you will see Team America with the unranked player yes of course Jack Sock is in the house and they're taking on Canada Oof, what a match that's on tonight who don't have Milos Raonic who don't have Milos Raonic no he pulled out yeah uh, but they do have a very strong team. Actually, Felix Auger-Alessin was on the sideline. Uh, Pospisil. Anything is Pospisil. I he was playing. And he, loved, and he loved it. And he won. It was great. Um, no, um, some really deep teams around. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because the draw is done quite far in advance. And actually, a lot of teams have progressed massively. So in that group, the other team is Italy. Which I think you would be looking at as probably out of the three of them maybe the most vulnerable but then Berrettini his last few months of the year since the draw has been done I mean amazing but Fabio Fanini is about to be a dad any second I mean yes. I think it's any second now so that's got I know I, not, I know it's number two but 
you know, people, I mean, look, mine came out three minutes apart, so there's not really any time to think. But they say with the second one, it's a bit more straightforward. It's not as much, you know, oh, okay, we've been through this before. But he's about to become a dad for a second time very, very soon. So maybe he'll be a bit distracted. Berrettini must be exhausted. But then you look at the likes of, and I was talking to Dan Evans about this, because I cannot believe that, like, Stefano Tsitsipas has got a week off and then he's back in for pre-season. That, I, I, I cannot compute yeah. playing this much tennis, working this hard, and having one week, because normally it takes you three or four days to switch off before you can start to relax. And Dan Evans said, I said, how are things looking for you? And he said, well, I managed to have 10 days off before this. So he said, after bars, like, I, I got time mm. and I'll have another week after this. And likes of Karen Hashanov, who will be in action against Spain this evening, he's been posting his Moldavian pitches. So he's obviously had his time in the pool. And, and then I kind of think it's either, is it tough to get back on the horse when you've totally relaxed and you've been on your own private island, your own private beach? Or for the others, it must be really hard because it's another week and you're absolutely exhausted. And you've only got a week after that. Yeah, I think quite a lot of players have opted to uh, take the time off before coming here because if you lose, say, early in Paris or if you're not playing Paris, it's quite a while actually until you are playing. It's a good kind of 10 days or so, maybe even two weeks. So uh, a lot of players opting to have a, a holiday before and then this is possibly the start of their pre-season training and then they can just be off, off and away. But look, I mean, the main thing in terms of the break is a break from going to work every day. So... It's uh, you know it's, it's it's very different. It's like when your players talk about play a lot of exhibitions in the off season. You know, it, it is not the same as playing a match because if you're in a, doing an exhibition, you can be on the beach and at quarter to one. If you're playing a match of one, you can go, okay, right, better wax some shorts on, grab a racket, and then you can be off and you can play, uh, go and play your, your exhibition match and it doesn't matter and you get paid very nicely for it and it's all fine. And it's good to keep your eye in. You don't need to kind of abandon tennis. It's, it's absolutely fine But to even keep your the diet in. side of things, if I think I've got a week off and I'm on holiday, I don't want, I, maybe these guys are so trained to it that they naturally eat very healthy and very wonderfully but I would think if someone said you've been working so you've been so disciplined you've got a week now I think I'd just fall off the wagon no but exactly that's what they do that's what I mean is that there are so there are so many elements to being a tennis player in terms of getting onto site doing your physio doing your stretching eating right sleeping right making sure you're hydrated doing all of these bits and pieces practicing working on things scouting your opponents you know paying attention to what else is going on looking at schedules whatever it may be looking at your rankings setting your goals what are the points blah 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 uh, so all of that goes away so even if you're doing what Zverev and Federer are doing which is playing lots of exhibitions it's still I mean Zverev said it's pretty much a holiday and it is pretty much a holiday yeah you keep your eye in and you hit the hit a ball around for a bit is he allowed to beat Federer? I think he'll have to win one of them won't he? do you think it's it's worked out and okay you can no, beat that, me here? no I, d I don't I don't think so to be honest it's just that it's a These match that they are paying to see Federer go and win this is the Federer tour. I don't know. Zverev is going well, along with. We will see. There are quite a few matches, so Zverev doesn't manage to win any of them. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but it's um, you know, look, it, it's just it's a big there's a big difference because a lot of people keep saying that they keep saying you know um, especially there are some players that complain about the season being too long, um, but then they go and play exhibition matches, and and I, I'm sorry, but for people to turn around and say well you know you can't talk because you play exhibition matches it's absolute nonsense it's completely different you can totally relax like you're saying I mean Zverev he can eat what he wants he can be on the beach he can completely chill out totally switch off go and strike the ball for a bit hour and a half you know play you know hit around with Federer play the match you know he's still going to play at a decent level but really they're, they're, they're putting in 
they're not putting in 100%. They're not desperate to win. There's no nervous energy. There's no emotion. There's no can't sleep because of the adrenaline. You know, all of these things about going to work. And, and that's what those players argue is that they need the time to not have all of that going on so that they can rest mentally and so that they can work on things in their game. And look, do you know what? In your, in your pre-season, you're going to play loads of practice matches anyway. Might as well get paid an awful lot of money to do it. Have you noticed that we've been taped in? I feel really sorry for that. There's a young gentleman that we mentioned was trying to get the TV screen to work. And to do that, he had to put another wire in. I have been listening to you and paying attention to you, but I've also been keeping an eye on him. And he kind of looked over a couple of times, but obviously heard that we were speaking English and thought, I'm not going to tackle them. They've also got microphones. He then put a load of wire, like we've been taped in here. He split the tables, he put it around here, and he's just gone down the side here. So this poor man... If anyone has an accent over these wires, he, he didn't want to, he couldn't wait till we finished because he probably thought they might be talking for hours. So we've actually been taped into a corner of the media restaurant. He's done a very good job. He's done a very, well, he had to because otherwise yeah. he might stand up and fall over it. Well, he just needs to plug the TV in so that we can watch Spain, Russia, but it hasn't started yet. Hasn't started. You know your yellow bag yep, that you got in me. Shanghai for? Got it here. It's a, it's a knockoff, right? Can yep. we say that? You, we've said that. Sure. Said well, that. you've said it. I saw. The bag can hear you. I saw her. I saw a version of it on the plane. Oh, really? I've what never colour? seen that bag before. Not in I've yellow, been... surely. No, I no. I've not seen it in yellow. No, I think that's no. These bags are everywhere. Are they? Just not in yellow. I've never seen one before. No. Why did you go yellow? I don't know. Why this not? Was black. A bit of colour. This was a black one. Oh, black. See, but yeah. I nearly turned around and said, "Oh, that's Naomi's bag," and I thought that's really sad. Um, but I've never seen one before. Well, no, I like to have a bit of colour, but I've kind of dumped myself a little bit because I've got a, a mustard scarf which I've been wearing and also I just bought this new jumper which is also mustard colour so if I did all three together which I did accidentally one day to work it's oh, a wow. bit much on the mustard yellow bag jumper and scarf it's um yeah they're, they're the only mustard yellow things I own but I just happen to wear them all at the same time it's obviously a colour you like I do like it I think it's, it must just be very in Give right now Give me ideas for your Christmas present it's, it's interesting for me though today though and it's always good I know the tournament started but for me work starts officially tomorrow despite a few interviews done today it's nice to come the day before you're actually getting into it to have a little walk I don't even know where court three is yet so I need to find out where that is so I can have a little look around and go and sit in it and it's just finding your way around so when you're on it and the other thing about radio you have an awful lot of time to fill because you have to talk all the time it's nice to know those little bits and pieces that you can throw in whether it's the media restaurant where you've been and who you've seen and what you did and who you bumped into so it's all those little bits that I think for radio are really useful because your the picture painting just doesn't stop does it and you've got a plan how to get your Frozen lyrics in to your commentary but I've never seen Frozen I, I still couldn't even remember well, you can f- just google the the lyrics no let it go there you go just let it go. Well, we say that all the time in tennis. No one will even know that's a frozen let lyric. Let it go. <laughs> I, I will think of something and I'll talk I'll talk to my colleague about it. And get, I don't think frozen. Beatles song titles is always a good one. I think that's always pretty good. Okay, song I'll titles are quite quite fun to are do. You, are you going to try and get a word into and your commentary this evening? Well, I'm not sure whether I'm going to play the game. But remember, you can if you're going to shout about an amazing shot, you can say anything and get away with it. Remember that. I hey want, Jude, I want you, you can to get away avocado with it. this evening. Avocado. Avocado. Oof. Avocado in Colombia against Australia. Okay, right. Okay, I can do that. Can you do avocado? I can manage avocado. And I'll I'll have a little think about what to do for for England tomorrow. Have you bought a drum? What for? For for GB. I'm in a commentary box. When they're playing Kazakhstan, somebody needs to play. I'm in a commentary they've got box. Three, they've got two musicians playing three instruments. It's, 
we need to find some musicians. We need a whole band. We need an electric guitar. Electric guitar? What else could we have? What do they plug the electric guitar into? Well, it doesn't matter. You can bring a portable amp, can't you? But we need it to be loud. <laughs> Keyboard. Can somebody bring it? Any British fans, if you're listening to this and you are flying out... At any time, might be tomorrow because they play Netherlands first, but then they play Kazakhstan. Bring a keyboard, anything that we can just get some noise going. Okay, but I can't do the drum. Tambourine. Oh, they've got tambourines as well. I'm going to think about it. <laughs> what would you recommend? A, a xylophone. A trumpet. You could bash that a lot. Trumpet. A trumpet. Well, they've already got a trumpet. But does it, we don't have to have something different. A harp. Mm, I don't think it's loud enough. That would be good, though. Put a microphone. Just to keep keep Murray and Edmund nice and calm. <laughs> Very British. Well, we just kind of cruise along. A little string quartet in <laughs> the what, corner. What would you like, though? What music? What musician? Wait. What instrument would you like? Then supporting you, at the side. Triangle. A triangle. triangle. Just a ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. It's like round one, round. Could two. be quite. Fa- I'd like an electric guitar. Electric full on. guitar. That's ridiculous. Amped up. It's so absolutely loud. Absolutely ridiculous. So loud. Just it go for it. It would be so ridiculous and so distracting. Yeah, but you could do it. you could do fun things with the bass. You know, you could you could kind of similar to the trombone sarcastic lament that we've heard. You could do you, you could do a little good good little bass line. I think we could. Can you imagine if we were playing doubles? We'd have a electric guitar and a triangle. <laughs> I think I think you you might get drowned out. I think. Or is there such thing as an electric triangle? <laughs> no, there isn't. Stop it. Um, don't you have to go and do some work? Yeah. Can't you say you need to leave? Oh yeah. Okay. Right. I've got to go and do, do Colombia. Colombia. <laughs>